When the COVID-19 outbreak took center stage in March, college athletics quickly went to the back burner. Thousands of student athletes were poised for postseason play, some for the first time. Many cost upcoming seasons. Fordham softball's Maddie Augenball was looking to defend her Atlantic 10 Pitcher of the Year and win four conference titles in four years. Fordham Interim Director of Athletics Ed Cole takes over the department amid an unprecedented time in sports after Dave Roach's retirement at the end of June. Reflection, persistence, and perspective have been key. Augenball looks to make a forceful return to the field, while Cole is poised to earn the trust of the athletic community and get the department on the right track. Today, both join the program. I'm Emmanuel Barbari, and this is Fordham Conversations, a show that taps into the Fordham University community to discuss and uncover issues that impact our world. Joined by recent Fordham softball graduate, Maddie Augenbaugh, Emmanuel Barbari. Maddie, how are you doing? How are you hanging in during this entire time? Um, I'm doing pretty good, you know, hanging in, just staying busy. Nothing special. So we start there. Why don't you take us through what this situation has been like day in the life? You're in Maryland right now, your hometown. What's it like roaming around home every day? Um, it's definitely been an adjustment, but at the end of the day, it's nice being around family. I haven't been at home for this long of a time since I got to Fordham. So, I mean, it's been nice being around family, trying to keep a routine, still work out every day, get some softball in. But yeah, other than that, not really busy. This pandemic hit sort of suddenly, and then the season was canceled, and you were already on your way in, nearing conference play. What was your and the team's reaction when the news hit and everything started to unravel on the sports front? I would say disbelief. Like we were in the airport on our way to our last preseason tournament in Charleston. And when the coach told us that everything was postponed, we were like, there's no way. Like they're just going to do it a couple weeks. Things are going to be back to normal. Like there's no way that all of Division One sports are going to get canceled for the year. And then later that day when they canceled it, I mean, it was just devastating. We all just sat in the gym and cried honestly like just not something you can prepare for in any way shape or form and it was just heartbreaking did you think your Fordham softball career was done at that point um I don't think I could have mentally handled thinking that because I wasn't ready to put up my cleats in any way so I was holding out hope especially because I feel like the NCAA even though they didn't like officially state it until a couple weeks after like the statements they were giving out is like they were doing everything to try to give us our year back. So I was holding out hope. So the good news is you're looking to come back for a grad year and congratulations on, on graduating, by the way. Yes, so you look you. ahead to that. What was your decision process to not end things there and then ultimately take the extra year to make sure you have another ride at this? Um, I mean, as soon as we were, like, as soon as NCAA told us that the year was back, Coach Melissa called me and she goes, we want you back. And I was like, I don't want to be anywhere else. So I'm coming back. You have me for another year. <laughs> and I was already going to do grad school anyway. I was going to do a, a coaching, a, like a grad assistant position, wherever I hadn't decided yet. But I was planning on going back to school anyway. So it wasn't that hard. 
Speaking of the academic front, how does that factor into the decision to come back for a grad year? What will you be doing academically next year behind the scenes while you pursue another championship? So I will be getting my master's degree in public media. And I mean, out of all the other options I had for schools, I mean, you really can't top Fordham. So no brainer again with that. <laughs> so you have three A-10 titles in three years. The team has seven A-10 titles straight overall. But in 2019, you shared that title with George Washington. And the team is on record essentially saying that didn't sit well with them. Was that part of the reason you had such a motivation to come back, give it another ride, try to come out on top? Oh, for sure. I mean, definitely a little bit of salt to the wound. But, um, yeah, just no one likes to share on our team. No one likes to have to share any sort of title. We want to be the only one on top. So there was definitely a lot of motivation heading into A-10 play this year. So for those who may not know you and for those who are on your teammates, where does that competitive drive come from? Not only for you, but for everyone who's in the program. Just as soon as you step on campus in the fall and we have our first team meeting, it's driven into that that's what Fordham softball is about. Like we're the queens of the A-10, bring it home to the Bronx every year. That's where it belongs, you know? It's just instilled in us from day one as we get on campus. Your teammates and your coaches also say that no one works harder than you. You lead by example. Your work ethic is off the charts. Where did that work ethic come from that is basically unmatched and leads you to where you are today? Um, I got to shout out my parents on that one. They always did everything I could to make sure I had the best chance of success. And even when you don't like it sometimes, they always have practices lined up for you and my dad just instilled in me, like, to be the best, you got to work the hardest. Like, you can have talent, but it doesn't mean anything. If you don't work hard at it, someone will outwork you. You got to just learn how to stay on top. So coming out of high school, you had a 0 0.45 ERA in your senior year. And you struck her. out over 200. Oh, I appreciate that. It's over 200 <laughs> strikeouts in your senior season. Now, the reason I say that isn't only to show off that I did research, but to show that <laughs> you had options coming out of high school. What made Fordham so appealing for your college destination? Um, I would just say that when I stepped on campus, it felt like home. I mean, Bridget, Coach Bridget, she was not at Villanova. She was a huge part in my decision. Like, she had no other coach showed interest in me. Like, the way she did, she was on me all the time. And then when I got here and I saw the environment, and I saw the culture that she kind of encouraged and the girls encouraged. It was just a winning mentality. Like the confidence that the girls had, it just felt like something you wanted to be a part of. So Last year, Atlantic 10 pitcher of the year, second straight year, Atlantic 10, most outstanding player in the tournament. What elevates your game in conference play? It seems every year there's just a switch that turns on and all of a sudden you're the one pushing your team towards the finish line. I hate to lose, man. <laughs> That's it. I just hate to lose. And you know what? My team always has my back. Got to have theirs. And when it comes down to it, that's part of what Fordham is. We find a way to win. We do what we have to do to win. And just really, I hate losing. <laughs> you mentioned hating to lose. You cite the 2018 A-10 championship when we talked prior as your favorite memory in a Ram uniform. 
from that winning season, what sticks out above all the other softball moments you've had? The f just the way we came together, it gives me chills talking about it. But, I mean, on paper, anyone on our team, like this is not a dig at Fordham softball, but anyone will tell you that year on paper, UMass, hands down, statistically better than us. But, and I think one of the best things about Fordham softball is like, we always say we're a family and families always have each other's back, no matter there's personal issues aside off the field, like you put them away and your family and just that whole entire tournament, watching everyone kind of live up to that, um, that promise that Fordham is your family, like Fordham softball is your second family and seeing everyone do it for one another rather than yourself. It's one of the best things I've ever been a part of. 2019, you come back, you do win the Atlantic 10 title, although it wasn't in the traditional form. And then after carrying your team through that Atlantic 10 tournament, you go to Seattle and those were two highly competitive games and two very well-pitched games on your part. Given that they were such close outcomes despite being blanked, how close did you feel the team was to taking that ultimate next step and pushing past into the Super Regional phase? I think we were one hit away each time, even against UW. I mean, they have an insane pitcher. Like, they're, they were on the same team. They went to the Women's College World Series. But it was one play away, one hit we would have had here instead of an out. And it could have been ours. Like, you know, the game doesn't know who you are. Any one can win on any given day. It's pretty cool. So you've experienced the A-10 championship thrill. Is that something you want to check off before your college career is done? Is that something you eye as you enter this graduate year, pushing past that regional phase? Oh, for sure, yes. That's been a goal of ours since my first day I stepped on campus when I was on my freshman year, probably one of the best softball, like softball teams Fordham's seen. That senior class was insane. But it was instilled then, like, we've, got, we've gotten here, we belong here we need to find a way to get to the next level. So I think that's something we've been working at since I got on campus and that's something they're gonna to continue to work at until we get there. And then the next step will be Women's Carols Road Series, you know, always shooting to be better. Before the season ultimately got halted, the team was young and the team was trying to group together before conference play. Is there anything the coaches are doing to keep you guys motivated and to make sure you're ready come the season to take that next step? Oh, for sure. And um, they've done a really good job at making sure we all are staying connected. We have Zooms every two weeks and the coaches read out, reach out to us weekly. And I think they've done a really good job at making us still feel like we're close, even though we're so far away from each other. And as a team, we've done stuff to like keep each other motivated. Like one of our um, under, well, she'll be an upperclassman now, all that school. She'll be an upperclassman now. She kind of got everyone together to run a 5K together just to see, like, if we could get great times. And some girls never have run long distance. And it just, like, to motivate each other to keep pushing forward and kind of still feel each other's presence, even though we're really far away. All right, Maddie, a couple rapid fire before we let you go. Any favorite hobbies during the quarantine right now or favorite hobbies in general that have carried over into the quarantine? Um... I love walking my dogs every night. We will, the bugs have been really bad lately. I don't know how it is about you guys, but the bugs are out and the pollen's out. So it's been really bad. But every night when we take them on their like nighttime potty walk, we like let them race up our driveway. And then my brother slow-mo videos it. And that's probably one of the highlights of my day. Um, and also just kind of 
time to yourself, appreciating the little things, working on stuff, you know. Your team loves Starbucks. Favorite Starbucks order? Trenta green tea. Oh, there it is. And extra ice. <laughs> Every day. Everyone take note the next time you're at your local Starbucks. <laughs> and just before we let you go, you talked about refusing to lose and that drive to win. Any pregame music, pregame song that gets you in the right frame of mind? I don't know if it's a song. And I mean, my teammates and my coaches will say, this, I'm a little crazy when it's game mode. Like I'm just, I have a switch that I flip. But I just always think about the times where I didn't come out on top and like how I wanted to prove people wrong. And it gets me angry and motivates me to get the dub. But I change up my playlist every year. So yes, I have like 20 songs I play before every game starting that year, but it's not like the same songs every year. This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. I'm Emmanuel Barbari talking with Fordham Softball's Maddie Augenbaugh, now transitioning into an interview with Fordham Interim Athletic Director, Ed Cole. Ed, I'm sure it's not the typical first couple of weeks on the job, but how have you been hanging in? I appreciate it, Manny. Great to be with you. Uh, it's uh, interesting times, to say the least, and, uh, you know, always been my my dream and desire to be a, an athletic director and uh, it's kind of prepared for some of the exercises and conversations and meetings, of course, but I don't think anybody's been prepared for the uh, pandemic crisis and our unique circumstances, but we are, we are holding up okay. And, um, you know, thank God everybody in my family is safe and healthy and doing okay. Hopefully the same for you. And uh, we're just trying to prioritize the safety and healthy of our student athletes and a lot of what ifs and a lot of multiple models and plans and, but uh, whatever we could do to make sure it's um, comfortable and appropriate and safe for our student athletes right now is in conversations with our Patriot, Atlantic 10 league conferences, our university committees, uh, listening to our governor and our mayor, everything I'm sure you're doing the same with right now. So you're getting acclimated to the role, but in a remote setting. Can you walk us through a day in the life right now of what you're dealing with trying to acclimate, but also make plans to get everything back up and running? <laughs> so, so day in the life uh, is, is not, you know, nothing too, too extravagant, but uh, I'm, I am home. Uh, I'm on Long Island with my family, of, uh, my beautiful wife, who also is able to work from home, which is great. She's an ABA therapist, works with children with autism. And my two young boys that are eight and nine, second and third graders, uh, doing homeschooling, or they call it virtual learning right now, though uh, we're all hands-on and supporting of those two. So that's been Interesting to say the least, another full-time job for us, but a lot of fun in spending some additional time with them. You know, try to get up at six, try to try to mix in a workout. The, the Peloton's become my new best friend. Uh, though I'm also eating a lot in terms of, of balancing my workouts, but at least getting that in. And, um, you know, try to get going with some coffee and uh, the newspaper by seven. And it's been a lot of reading, as you would imagine. So everybody's got thoughts and, and, and articles. So you try to digest and absorb as much content that's out there, not only from our, our, our government leaders and our politicians, but also from the NCAA leadership and our conference leadership and all other schools are doing. So try to absorb as much as I can to get before getting the day going. And then there's a, a handful of Zoom meetings right off the bat. And then what I've aggressively tried to do the first week on the job is try to reach out and connect with as many alumni uh, and Fordham supporters as possible. Yeah, good news is 
and I've been at Ford a couple of years now, so at least have some of those relationships. So it wasn't all brand new in terms of starting that process. Uh, so great, good to outreach them. And I gotta say a po another positive of the circumstances is everybody's home and a lot, a lot more people are accessible and available to talk. So it's actually been really productive in getting additional time with a lot of our uh, key ambassadors and key supporters and investors. So that's been helpful. And, um, and then really checking in on our, our staff, our coaches, our student athletes. I think um, as much as we know they're home and safe and they're, they're doing okay, as you can imagine, I'm sure like yourself, it's, it takes a toll on you mentally, physically, and emotionally. And it, it, there's not enough conversations to be had in terms of just checking on them personally. How you doing? How's your family? Everybody's had somebody impacted by this right now and everybody's trying to stay safe and healthy. So how do we continue to inspire and motivate and honestly keep it lighthearted, try to laugh as much as we can. So that's been helpful. And, you know, my advice to my team as try, how do we make this positive? And like for me, being able to spend more time with my children and family and I'm advising everybody to do the same, take advantage of this window of time that you'll never have to be home and, and to interact and spend with your, your loved ones. So speaking of some of those happenings that could be in store, you just got off a three-day Atlantic 10 conference virtual meeting and a big announcement pertaining to the sports that could be upcoming in the fall, the winter. And one of the announcements is that 25% is going to be regionalized and condensed in volleyball, women's and men's soccer, baseball, softball. What was your initial reaction uh, to the news that we could see a much different conference schedule come next year? Yeah, it, it's, you know, again, I know I've only been on a job a few weeks, but it's, it's conversations that we've been having with the athletic directors for a few weeks and, and, and even in this transition. Um, you know, I thought it was really strong leadership. I think it's strong direction. I know it's disappointing, of course, uh, to all of our teams, all of our student athletes, all of our conference memberships. But, you know, I, I think hopefully everybody feels some comfort and stability that there is direction, there's a plan. Our intention is to, of course, get out there and play. And we have to put the health and safety of our student athletes first. And, and limiting air travel, Manny, is, is a smart and very, very efficient decision. And obviously, you know, being able to keep it a regionalized schedule uh, is helpful for everybody in terms of bus trips and keeping it um, easier. And again, trying to maintain a lot of the unknown that we have right now and, and focusing on the safety of our student athletes. So I think it was really a strong leadership of, of our commissioner and our ADs. Um, our AD chair is Thor Bjorn out of University of Rhode Island. So I thought he was very much uh, helping to spearhead and get that done and including even the spring. You know, to be honest with you, Manny, some folks have asked me about, you know, why this spring right now. And I think, I think we're ultra sensitive to our spring athletes, knowing that, of course, their season just got canceled. So I, we wanted to be able to provide them some additional stability and direction and knowing, hey, here's our intention for next spring. And yes, right now we're limiting air travel for you as well with the regionalized schedule. But our intent is to play and we want them to feel good. And, you know, I, I think in a world right now of unknown, the more known that we can provide, the more facts we can provide in direction, I think the better in terms of comfort and stability right now. So you've been at Fordham for a few years and you mentioned how it's a dream to be in a role like this as athletic director. You have experience at St. John's, assistant associate AD, vice president of athletics, and also have been involved in a lot of corporate deals. 
With all that being said, what draws you so much to Fordham and Rose Hill? You know, the honest, the honest truth is, and I, I'm, I'm extremely humbled and honored for this opportunity uh, to be athletic director here at Fordham. It honestly goes back to my roots and my upbringing. So family, you know, born and raised, obviously, born in family from Greenpoint, Brooklyn, born there, raised in Queens, Middle Village, Queens. Always Catholic education for me. My family emphasized that from pre-K through 12th grade was Catholic education and first generation college graduate. Um, you know, family met my dad was in New York City Department of Sanitation. So the city is in my blood. Catholic education is, is what I know. And Fordham's values and mission, it was, it's a real comfort for me, to be honest with you. It feels really um, appropriate and, and what I know and, and who I am. And I think the Jesuit mission and a lot of our alums who fall in that first generation college graduate category, local members of New York City, and um, it's, it's, it's who I am. I think my first week or two on the job, it was Jubilee. And I got to hear Father McShane give a speech to our, our, um, our Golden Rams. And he talked about the grit and the termination and, and the, the, you know, the hard work ethic of our alums and, and their community and where they're from. And that's exactly how I was raised. That, that's, that's where I'm from. That's who I am. And that speaks volume to my character, my, my values, my ethics and integrity. So it, it, it's comforting and comfortable to be a part of a, a, a mission and organization institution that I feel so proud to be a part of that. My family represents that. I would want my children to, to attend and be a part of, and I'm proud to bring my family on campus. Um, and the other part is, you know, New York, New York City has is, is always been home to me. So um, the two campuses, Lincoln Center and, and Rose Hill, are just gorgeous uh, and they're, they're spectacular places. I didn't know a lot about Lincoln Center until I got here, and I'm just blown away by what Father McShane and leadership here have done and built. And, and I, I, I'm just bullish on the entire stock of, of what we can continue to do and build on the athletic piece. Um, and I think my experiences, you know, even from another Catholic institution in the city, St. John's for 10 years, really has, has given me a, an understanding of the global perspective of, of a Catholic school and a Catholic institution and, and how athletics can be a real support mechanism to everything Father McShane believes in and has built in terms of his efforts and strategic plan here. And whether that be, you know, of course, academics and in our incredible top 50 education here, but obviously on fundraising, community outreach, uh, our connectivity to parents, school spirit. So I look at it really in a 360 wheel of how athletics is a support mechanism for all of them. And I, I'm really thrilled and excited. And I, I can't thank Father McShane and uh, Vice President Jeff Gray and our board of trustees enough for their faith and confidence in me to continue our, uh, this incredible mission and this incredible effort. So you've already hit the ground running. You've had a lot of outreach with alumni, as you spoke to earlier. What's your vision for the role moving forward? You know, you know, for, you know first and foremost, it, you know, obviously in terms of, of this unique time, unique transition, it is to, to continue to engage all of our student athletes, uh, our coaches, our staff, our administration. And, and that, that is challenging, of course, doing that from a home office. Um, but that make sure we're establishing a culture and environment of, you know, continued, continued care and, and connectivity. And as we talked about the personal connection early on and checking in during this situation. Uh, but it's also a means almost kind of like a, a three bucket approach where a three prong approach, 
you know, first the safe and health, the safe and healthy of our student athletes, that culture and environment within our athletic department, and then looking at where we have some opportunities to grow and develop. And, and I'm and I'm really thankful to and want to congratulate Dave Roach, you know, on his retirement and his incredible 50 year uh, career in, in this industry. Not easy by any means, 50 years in collegiate athletics and a tremendous coach, uh, and as well as a, an athletic director at three Division One institutions is just remarkable. And I want to continue his efforts and, and his momentum that he's put into Fordham. But a strategic plan is something I'm really excited about. And, um, you know, obviously it takes a little bit of, of, of a wrinkle and a change here in the pandemic, but it's something that I'm really, um, I've done before at past institutions and in my past, you know, my past efforts of a career. But I think it's something that inspires, motivates, um, and will really enhance the, the efforts of our internal Fordham community, as well as our external uh, investors and shareholders and, and alumni that we really want to continue to engage and get involved in this process. And that's everything from obviously our efforts on the athletic side of course of success, an academic success, of facility upgrades, of facility renovations, you know, pieces that we need to do to, to continue to compete at a high level in the Atlantic 10 and, and Patriot League conferences. You talked about facilities and finances are made complicated by a situation where so many lives have been affected during a pandemic. How do you juggle that and also go all in on what's your ultimate goal for the facilities at Fordham? So great question. And, and again, in terms of the, the unique time we're in, I think I represent in my past experiences, whether that was my, my years at St. John's or, you know, working in the corporate world um, as an entrepreneur with vitamin water or, or Coca-Cola or, or the experiences with the NFL, it, it, you know, I know I represent an external piece, whether that be revenue generation, of course, that represents fundraising, uh, marketing, and, I, and I'm excited about that. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for Fordham Athletics in those areas to grow and really expand. And I think, you know, my business experience gives me a lot of, a lot of opportunity and potential uh, in collegiate athletics. And I think that's important in an athletic director today to have a lot of the, the business experiences and that, that business development aspect of things. So that was always been my drive and been my, my priority and my focus. Um, you know, now obviously with the unique situation of the pandemic, we'll continue to monitor that circumstances and how that changes things. And you talked earlier about the reduced regional uh, conference schedule and some of the pieces. It's a lot of unknown right now, Manny, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I only think it's going to emphasize and increase the importance of a revenue generation model and, and our business development focus and the fundraising needs um, to get not, not, only, not only through these challenging times, but to continue to the facility renovations and upgrades that we need. And that's it, they're natural. Listen, I know facilities are always a hot topic in collegiate athletics and competing with your peers and, and competing with the Joneses. But that, that's, that's a common conversation at every institution. And I think, you know, for us, it's a common conversation that you see at a, at a, you know, a lot of athletic departments, especially a lot of uh, Catholic urban schools. And, and I'm, I'm excited about it. And I, I believe we have the, the interest. I believe we have the community support. I believe we have the alumni network out there to really get behind this and get supportive. And I think there's even a lot of growth opportunity in our corporate sponsorship piece, which I'm excited to tap into. And of course, have some past experiences in doing that. 
A big thanks to Matty Augenbaugh and Ed Cole for joining the show. Both have their eyes on success entering the 2020-2021 academic year. I would like to shout out Fordham Athletics for providing both guests. And if you missed any parts of both interviews, be sure to visit WFUV.org for the full conversations. For WFUV's Fordham Conversations, I'm Emmanuel Barbari.